This is Pave It Black. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pave It Black, the official podcast of the National Asphalt Pavement Association. My name is Richard Willis. And I'm Brett Williams. In our recent podcast with Buddy Hobart on leadership, he spoke in great detail about looking at training and leadership development of your staff as an investment and not an expense, and how important it was to give your staff room to grow and abilities and opportunities to gain those leadership skills. When we think about that, my question really for today that I'm hoping to answer is how do we take that idea or theory and really turn it into a reality? So to help us with this conversation today, we've invited Pat Nelson from Lehman Roberts Company out of Memphis, Tennessee to be a part of this conversation. Welcome to the podcast, Pat. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. I'm uh, excited about the opportunity. As I shared with you, this is my first podcast, so uh, take it easy on me. Absolutely. Well, can we just start off by hearing a little bit about you and Lehman Roberts? Yeah, uh, Lehman Roberts is actually one of a pair of companies uh, that's family owned. We also own a mining company, Memphis Stone and Gravel Company. The two companies have been held under um, family ownership for over 80 years now. And uh, we work in West Tennessee, North Mississippi and uh, Eastern Arkansas both providing aggregates to uh, ready mix and uh, asphalt industries. And then of course, with the asphalt construction business as well. So Pat, when I pull up your company's website, one of the first things that I read is Lehman Roberts company is committed to creating a great environment for team members. So to me, it really communicates the commitment to employees. So I was hoping maybe you would share a little bit about what your company is doing today to invest in your employees. So we've been on a what I refer to as a journey among several different areas in our business for the better part of a decade now and have been investing uh, heavily in really our workforce and, and development of our leaders, primarily, I guess, maybe for the last five or six years in a more intentional way. I will say that you don't get to be an 81-year-old business with long-tenured employees like uh, we enjoy without uh, doing a lot of things well along the way, we came to a realization that that our leaders needed tools to be able to lead more effectively uh, and really needed uh, some education around the, the people that they were leading and about themselves to be able to relate intentionally. And so we've been working hard to provide uh, those tools to them. It sounds easy to do uh, or easy to say and hard to do. Uh, I really like Buddy's word there because investments, you have to continue to make them. And I would imagine, you know, the folks listening to this podcast can relate to this. I think we're guilty as some of, uh, for example, when when we go to promote a foreman, the guys that get made a a paving foreman are typically your best paving operator. Uh, They were the best equipment operator. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to make the best leader or foreman for a crew. And we realized we were guilty of uh, of making those promotions and not equipping folks for the task at hand. We're going back and doing some of that and, and have had some good success in that. That was part of the conversation that we had with Buddy was actually the challenges with sometimes promoting people before we've even given them the, the right skill set to succeed in that position. And so carrying on with that conversation, what are, were there some other things that happened or some other things 
when you were looking at your company that made you realize five years ago that, or maybe even before that, this is something we have got to start investing more in. And this is something that's got to be a, a focus. I know one of the things that you did was you created a vice president for people. What was kind of the catalyst for some of those efforts? So uh, around the same time, we took the time and, and made the effort to verbalize what our core values were for our business. And we did a fair amount of research, even going back to Mr. Lehman and Mr. Roberts and some writings that they had done in the early days of the business. And we interviewed some long, long tenured employees and, and really went mining for what, what those values were in the business. When we did enumerate those and then when we listed the behaviors that went into those, it became a very clear framework for us through which we filtered business and people decisions. When you put that framework together, it actually made leading the business more simple because it either fits into the framework of those values, a decision about a person or a decision about even you know a job. If it fits those values, if it, if it goes through that filter of our values and it comes out the other end successfully, then it makes it easy. And if it doesn't come out successfully, then you have to make some hard decisions there. What, what needs to go or leave? And particularly on people, one of our core values is stewardship. Stewardship is this idea of an ownership mentality. And we want our team members to really have this ownership mentality of they own the business. They treat it like they own it. Uh, and as we began to teach on that, and as we began to educate on that, we realized that uh, there were, uh, unfortunately, some hard decisions that had to be made uh, around people, but there were also folks that, that fit that framework so well, and they're the ones that have risen to the high places in this organization. And so uh, giving those folks those tools, investing in them, uh, really became even uh, all the more rewarding. Uh, because we got to see them flourish inside of those values. One of the most fun things for me is to see somebody in our organization continue to move up and to be rewarded because they are a great fit for those values. Two, they're, they're hungry and they're smart, they're humble, and they're, they're being rewarded for all the right reasons. And it's particularly fun for me to watch folks do that. I'm kind of taking away the answer to this question, but Maybe you can expand a little bit on this first question in terms of the programs you've developed to really pass the tools along to the people that are moving into those more um, senior or management roles. Are those programs yielding the results that you were expecting? And then a secondary question is, and you kind of mentioned it, where these programs can be easy to say, but sometimes difficult to implement. Are these programs dynamic? where you're continually trying to improve them or get better results? Or did you, have you arrived at a program where you're feeling pretty, pretty happy with where it's at and just forging forward and getting the results that you're expecting? So that's a lot, a lot of questions there, but I'm just kind of hoping that maybe you can expand in that area. Stop me if I don't uh, remember your questions in order, but uh, your first question of, are, are we seeing success with anything that, that you do? It's success is a, is is a mixed bag. Yes, we're we're seeing success in folks like I was saying earlier that are moving up through the ranks, and we've got some really really high potential people here that I, you know, I I think will will continue to flourish. 
we've also, you know, we've had some folks who have, have not resonated with the things that we're doing. So, you know, when we look at the programs that we're putting together, they really sort of fall into three buckets. One of them is just organizational health uh, around team health and being able to uh, work together in a healthy way based upon a foundation of trust, being able to disagree in a healthy way uh, and to be able to achieve results. The second one is some one-on-one coaching that we do with some high potential folks. And then the third one is we have a, I guess you call it a consultant that comes and helps and does some education for us uh, on multiple fronts, really with every leader in the organization. And we call that every assistant foreman and up through the organization. Um, So anybody who's got manager or leading responsibilities. And we do, you know, everything from personality testing there to understanding your personality and other people you're working with, their personalities, and how all that you know, begins to fit together in a cohesive way, you know, teaching folks how to have those hard conversations with somebody. When you become a manager, nobody, nobody taught me at least um, how to have a hard conversation with a, with a team member. <laughs> and, and, I, and I don't like conflict, so... Uh, those are difficult for me. But in each of those three categories that I just listed, we've got some great results and we've gotten some mediocre results. And typically when you look at uh, the team members where you've gotten less traction, it kind of comes down to a values question. Do they fit? Do they really fit our values? We ultimately sort of come back to that question and we assess, you know, is this person going to continue to rise up through the organization based upon performance and values? And really all of this work comes, at least in my own mind, and the why we do it is we believe that every every human being has amazing, amazing potential. And part of our responsibility as an employer, as a uh, as an enterprise is to is to see people reach their greatest potential. We want to see that happen with our team members. And so we we want to do those things. I think your your second question was, do we tweak or do we uh, amend uh, the the program? And I would say absolutely. It is. It doesn't look like it did last year, and it doesn't look like it did in 2018 or 2017. And we've had a few fits and starts with with, for example, the the organizational health piece that I was telling you about, and uh, actually rebooted some of that learning for our executive team back in the spring. So this is one of those journeys that you never really get to the destination. You mentioned that during this process, you you see sometimes that, that maybe people's values didn't necessarily fit the value of the values of the company. That can create some challenges. As you're working through these processes, what happens when if staff may be hesitant to jump in on some of these things? I mean, people typically have a persona of or an expectation of what a construction crew is. And we're talking about things now on the softer side of the sciences where how do we have tough conversations and how do personality types affect communication? Have you seen some hesitancy from some of your staff to fully buy into this or have people seen those results and let those results be the data they need to say, yeah, that this is actually going to be something that's helpful. I could take a couple of different paths with my answer to that question. It's a good question. I will say, uh, just as an example, that probably one of our early naysayers to this whole thing was sitting in the meetings with his arms crossed. And, uh, you know, I don't know know why we're doing this. We should be out paving. 
has actually become one of the most successful with the tools that were put in his tool bag. And it's just been awe-inspiring to watch him lead uh, with these tools. And he has hard conversations with his guys and he doesn't put up with folks that show up late or, you know, don't pitch in or you don't buy into the way that he's leading his crew. He actually um, got some of the most green uh, new hires about three or four years ago. We spun out a new crew, gave it to him. He trained up the entire crew. They're probably our best performing crew. And he's promoted two guys off of that crew into foreman today. Uh, it's so fun to watch that because you're you're watching a guy who just who was probably not excited about doing the softer side of what uh, I like the way you put that, but has has really uh, turned into an all star through some of that and to his own talent too. It's not that I mean he he, he brought a lot of gifts to the table, right? But uh, it's been been pretty cool to watch his success in that he's probably got another foreman or two on his crew now and that he's training up and so it's, it's pretty pretty cool to watch that yeah the other path i was going to take with that for those folks that aren't buying in there's nothing like watching uh, the executive team lead by example on this we dismissed somebody earlier this year from the executive team uh, because they weren't walking out those core values that we were talking about. And I think the, the whole organization was surprised that we did it. If we're really going to live up to what we say we, who we say we are and what we say we do, um, it's great for the organization to see that actually lived out. So I'm curious if you could maybe share some future plans or next steps for Lehman Roberts and these programs and the future. That third leg of the stool that I mentioned, which is, uh, intentional leadership development. We're getting ready to begin to work on uh, some 360 degree reviews and some better and more intentional performance management with our team. I, I don't like performance evaluations, uh, which happen in so it happened in so many organizations. I've never liked them because I've never felt like they were very effective. And so my own leadership style has been to try to coach daily. I call it run to smoke. And when you ever see smoke out in the organization, let's go run to it before it becomes a fire. And so that has been my, my model for, for evaluation, let's call it, is just coach daily. So when you see something, great, go praise it. When you see a problem, go deal with it. That is very difficult to replicate down through an entire organization. We're wrestling right now with what performance management evaluations, what that really looks like. We do some, I'd say, really weak not very meaningful uh, evaluations today, uh, but that's gonna take a lot of education and a lot of, to your question earlier, fits and starts and retooling in order to, to, to try and get that right. When you ask people, in the, and even you know outside of our industry or in our industry, who's doing it really, really well, everybody kind of goes, oh man, I, I, I don't know who's doing that well. <laughs> it's just a, it's a really challenging piece. And we still wanna, coach people, go run to smoke, go praise, go deal with things. You know, don't wait for the six month or 12 month evaluation to go sit down with somebody and have a hard conversation. Go ahead and do it today. So it's not that we want to get away from that. It's just hard to replicate that and really get meaningful feedback up through the organization in order to affect pay and, and promotions. And at some point you need something 
uh, more uh, objective. That's really the, the, the next piece that we're working on and trying to do well. Uh, I'll let you know if we figure it out. My guess is if you ask me a year from two from now how that project went, I'll probably do what a lot of people do and I ask them what they're using. They're like, uh, it's, it's just a challenge. It's, um, it's people. Well, Pat, we, we really appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us today to have this conversation. I love seeing on social media y'all highlighting your longstanding employees and, and talking about your people effectively and really shining a light on them. I think that's an awesome thing y'all do. I, I appreciate your time today. Well, th thank you guys for asking. I really do. Um, our social media strategy is really, uh, thank you for pointing it out because that was actually a verbalized strategy to highlight our people uh, and uh, to brag on them because, man, they're, they're amazing. And what I do know about our industry is that's not just a Lehman Roberts thing. That's an asphalt thing. Company after company after company of just amazing men and women. I think ours are better than anybody else's, by the way. But uh, there's, some, there's some pretty good ones around the industry as well, too. So I'm being funny. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank Thanks, Pat. This was awesome. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And have, have a, a nice weekend. Have a great weekend. Thanks. See you. Well, I think today's conversation really provided a lot of insights and interesting discussion. I think the one big takeaway or thing that stuck out to me was when Pat shared the story about having an employee that maybe isn't bought in initially into the program and how that person ended up becoming almost the poster child for how these programs can really benefit and help somebody and build their skill set and really make them thrive in an organization. So can't just take a initial read on somebody's feedback or how they feel about the program is where it's going to land. The, the programs really are a process and they really can feed into um, everybody and just being persistent and watching the program grow is really a critical piece. What, what about you, Richard? What were your takeaways from today? The, the common thread that I heard throughout the whole discussion or conversation was really, this is a journey. And it's something that they intentionally years ago started with an internal look on what is our company value and what are the values that really should be part of every employee that we have. Then transferring that to the employees and giving them that, that stewardship mentality. And they've been doing this for five years now. And as you heard Pat say it, they haven't arrived. They're continuing to evolve this program and they're continuing to look at it and try new things. And I think that it's important to realize that this is a process and it's something that in order to be successful, they thought they needed to do as a company. And just because they haven't quote unquote arrived after this amount of time, it's not like they're bailing ship uh, or, or jumping ship on, on it. They're continuing to invest. They're continuing to look at how they can grow I think that that's a great story to tell. I think it's important to realize that you may have an end goal in mind, but just because you haven't made it there yet doesn't mean you give up on it. We just want to thank everyone again for being here with us today. My name is Richard Willis. And I'm Brett Williams. We just want you to remember, as you're driving around America's highways, someone from our industry paved it black.
Pave It Black is produced by Monica Dutcher of the National Asphalt Pavement Association with podcast theme music credits to Colleague. You can find Pave It Black on most of your favorite platforms, including SoundCloud and iTunes. If you would like to suggest someone for us to interview, please email Richard Willis at rwillis at asphaltpavement.org. That's R-W-I-L-L-I-S at asphaltpavement.org. Until next time, keep paving it black.